Hey, it's Kathy. I just want to let you know that I'm doing a free five-day workshop. It's called the Abundance Activation Challenge, and it starts today. And it's not too late for you to join us. Today is the last day to join. Go to kathyheller.com slash five day to sign up. The pre-party has been happening and it's been such a blast. There's so many high vibe women in there who are ready to call in more abundance. I know that you will love that you showed up for this. I'll be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern every day this week, teaching you how to become a master manifester. You are just going to have the best time. If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day. Recognize the signs when things are flowing towards you and just lean into that and then vibe off of that. Thanks Indeed for supporting my show. Indeed makes it easy to connect with your applicants. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash dream job. Offer good for a limited time. Also, thanks to Shopify. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like myself the resources once reserved for big business. For a free 14-day trial and full access to Shopify's entire suite of features, go to shopify.com slash dream job. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the podcast. So in case you didn't hear this retreat that I'm doing in September, I actually changed the location of it and it's going to be at my house. I was walking around this beautiful property a few days ago and I could just feel it. It was like, no, it needs to be here. It's so beautiful up in these hills. And so I'm so excited. We had decided that this retreat was going to be really intimate and we were going to have it at the penthouse at Casa del Mar in Santa Monica. So we were only going to have 14 women. So we're now having it in my home and we are working with this beautiful company, Wonder Tents, to put some beautiful tables and this beautiful tented area in the backyard. And we're also going to obviously have my home as well, the whole property to just turn into this enchanted wonderland. Um, and so we have three spots left and it's just so exciting and so fun to welcome you into this space. It's just amazing here. It's really, really beautiful. And it's incredible to me how much has happened in the last eight years. Eight years ago, we were living in a duplex and my songwriting business was growing. And then I started teaching songwriters how they could grow their business. And then five years ago, I started this podcast and then the podcast grew and grew and, you know, we crossed the 30 million download mark and soon we'll be at the 40 million download mark. And it's just amazing what's happened. And since the last five years, we've actually moved a couple times and now we're living in this stunning home up in Brentwood. So I'm just amazed at how much expansion is really possible. And I remember being on a vacation with my family at Blackberry Mountain and there was so much green outside every window. And I remember just closing my eyes and saying a prayer that this is what I would see outside every window. And that's what I see now. So I'm really looking forward to inviting you to come here. So if you want to be one of the last three people to grab a spot at the retreat, you can go to kathyheller.com slash Lux. And if you are alumni of any of my programs, you could DM me for special pricing because we do have a little bit for you if you are an alumni. And if that doesn't sound like it's the thing, but you want to do something, we are going to have a beautiful, huge event the end of October at UCLA for two days. It's going to be pretty amazing at Royce Hall. It seats 1800 people and the just amount of incredible humans that will be on that stage and the way in which we will just move the needle forward. It's going to be amazing. The last time I was at Royce Hall for an event was to see Oprah and she was interviewing Gabby Bernstein, Glennon Doyle, Gary Zukov, and Tony Robbins. So to be doing an event there now is just, it's just magic. Like so much is here 
when we really just start to see what's here. We really open the aperture. We just widen the lens. So if you want to be a part of that and you want to hear more, I'll be giving more details soon about the end of October event. If you want to be at this intimate experience at my home in September, you can go to kathyheller.com slash Lux. Okay. Also tomorrow, August 16th at 1230 Pacific, 330 Eastern, I'm going to be doing a Zoom hangout with my friend, Julie Solomon. You can join us for this live fireside chat. We're going to be talking about her book. It's called Get What You Want, Go From Unseen to Unstoppable. We're going to do a Q&A. If you want to be a part of it, just go get a copy of her book and then register for your spot at kathyheller.com slash Julie. Okay, today I am thrilled because the amazing Sarah Gibson Tuttle is joining us. She's the founder and CEO of Olive and June, the first ever consumer-focused nail brand with one-of-a-kind products that help you get salon-quality results at home. I've been a fan of Olive and June for a while, and it's remarkable how Sarah grew this from a passion for just getting her own nails done. And she had this desire to bring an elevated version of that experience to the rest of the world. And now it's become an empire that includes a membership, boot camps, a masterclass. I mean, it's just so fun to see how Olive and June keeps expanding. And I can't wait for all the other things that are coming. I also want to mention they were really generous and they sponsored our retreat in Malibu and they gave products for our goodie bags. So I just want to say thank you to the whole team at Olive and June because the women at the retreat really, really loved everything that you sent over. Sarah is such a joy, and I love that she's so intentional about putting her customers first. It's such a true example of implementing that radical empathy and how it pays off in your business and your life. We had such a fun conversation, and there's a moment when we discover something about the brand that she wasn't even aware of. So you'll definitely want to check this out. Without further ado, please welcome the awesome Sarah Gibson Tuttle. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad to finally meet you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So before I knew your name, I knew your brand and just living in LA since 2003, I just always thought it was so beautiful. And I was always just sort of admiring just everything about it from the name to the branding, to the quality of everything that you create. And then I started hearing about you and I was like, oh, that's a match. I see where all of that lines up. And so many of the women who are listening right now and men are wanting to aspire in this entrepreneurship journey. So I want to like deconstruct. Let's talk about the download, how you even got the download of this, where where you were before that, and then how you initially got it off the ground. Well, I think, first of all, honored to be here. And I think second of all, being an entrepreneur is incredibly difficult. It is harder than I think it gets credit for. I also think Instagram is this glossy highlight reel of everyone's lives. And you are the person that not only comes up with the concept and the idea and gets to quote out for the press, but you're also the person who's washing the towels in the salon, as they say, as might've happened for me. And you're responsible for everything. So I, I think that it's a really exciting journey and I've been incredibly blessed and I'm grateful for every day of it. It's been almost nine years now, but I do think that it's something that if you have this idea burning inside of you, that this idea for your business, whatever that business is that you want to create, then you have to do it. But I think it's until you have that feeling you hold, you don't create until you're absolutely ready because it really will be a 24 seven nonstop journey for an extended period of time. My background is that once I graduated from college, I had a job lined up on finance. I had you know, interviewed my senior year from Colgate and gotten a job at JP Morgan. So I worked there for a few years, then got recruited to go to Morgan Stanley, all within the same type of job. I was an equity sales trader. So I covered hedge funds, some mutual funds, mostly hedge funds, and was their daily sales trader. So basically that means that every time they had an order to buy or sell stock, they went through me if they went through our bank. And so I did that for about 10 years, really very fast paced, high energy trading desk, 930 to four, you are on, you barely take step off the desk. You definitely don't get lunches and you're working a lot of hours. I mean, there's a ton of entertaining and client relationships. So that was like the first 10 years. And then as I got to the tail end of that, I really wanted to do something different. I'm obsessed with clients and client service. I'm obsessed with making people happy, but I also just didn't 
really care about the market. And I say this all the time, like I didn't care if the market went up or down, which is not great if you're someone's equity sales trader. So I started looking into what would be kind of my next phase. My parents are both entrepreneurs. So I had this, I had a bit of a blueprint of like, you can do something different, nothing in beauty or fashion or anything really consumer related, but I had this blueprint. And so when I was in LA, I went to dry bar and Allie's probably sick of hearing this story, but I got super inspired by dry bar. I thought this is like the most magical place on the planet but I wanted it in nails because I've just been a Manny obsessive my whole life. And my dad didn't let me paint my nails. So of course, that's all I wanted to do growing up. I would like stash Chanel vamp under my bed and hope that he wouldn't catch me. And then when he's on work trips, I would literally paint my nails or I would paint my nails and hide them in my jackets. And so that's really where it started. I just really love this one experiential concept. You know, LA does a really good job of experiential retail, Sugarfish, Earth Cafe, et cetera. And so Dry bar was the first that I had seen in like consumer and beauty and I loved it and I wanted to open that in nails. And that's really where the journey got started. I mean, I didn't have a business model. I didn't have a plan. I just did it. I said, I took my savings that I had for 10 years and I said, I'm going to try to do this. And, and we launched in 2013. It sounds pretty haphazard, but there's a lot of sleepless nights. Oh my gosh. I love listening to it. And it's kind of like a Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. I don't know where to go first because there's so many fun elements to this. I mean, it really is remarkable. (laughs) A lot of times people will be inspired and you'll be sitting somewhere, but then the execution, right? Like people are inspired every day, but the actual execution of something is a whole different beast. And it didn't sound haphazard at all. And when you were like, yeah, and then we just launched it. It's like, whoa, like to be able to have a vision and then deliver on it, like show up past your resistance, come up with the scrumptious elevated branding. How many people want to launch a beauty product? How many people want to create a nail salon? Like it's everywhere. It's on every corner, but this was a game changer. Why do you think that is? I think it's because I cared so much. And that's kind of how I am in my life generally. That's why I gave the advice in the beginning of if you're not desperate to do this, like you can't stop thinking about it, then wait till that idea comes that you're desperate to do. Because all I ever wanted with Olive and June, which is named after my grandmother. So it's like an homage to like my grandmother and great grandmother, these two amazing humans in my life that are very different, but have had incredible impacts on me. And I wanted to create this incredible space that made people really happy. And it's all I cared about. So I wouldn't stop at really anything to make sure that this experience was that. And so it was every decision is filtered through that lens of caring so much. So whether it be how many brands of nail polish are we going to have on the wall? Well, I don't want just two. I want, and the ones that are sold everywhere, I want also Chanel, also, you know, NARS, also all these other brands that cost $20 a bottle and people can't really afford them more, more than like a, you know, a vanity purchase once in a while. I wanted them to be fully, do you want that for your weekly manicure? I wanted the team to be super friendly and super excited when people walked in the door and so that process takes a long time, that interview process and really like working with the, with the best front desk and also manicurist team, so on and so forth. Every decision that I made was filtered with so much love and so much care that I think it pushed me to make sure that every decision was as, as well thought out as possible. I also worked with incredible talent and knew what I didn't know. So I don't know how to design a space. So I worked with Wall for Apricots, who are incredible. It was half of the team behind 10 over six, that awesome clothing store in LA that I wish was still around. And I also worked with Crystal Mears, who is our brand director. And we were friends at first, but she really came in as a force of nature. Literally, she's, I call her a sparkle fairy, but every brand decision I ran by her. I didn't, there's lots that I didn't know about creating a national brand. It's one thing to have a local cute little shop. It's another to create a national and international brand. And what does that look like? So I was working with a branding agency. wasn't really working very well, by the way. And I brought Crystal to the meeting and we walked out and she said, well, that's not going to work. 
And she was the one who pushed me to find the right people to work with to create this international, you know, level brand. And so I think it's like you care so deeply and so irrationally and every decision matters. And then when you don't know how to do things well, like I didn't have incredible, I don't think at the time, I think it's better now I've been taught, but interior design or branding aesthetic, you lean on and you bring on whether you hire them or give them equity or whatever you have to do, you bring on talent that you still have your voice, but that like, you're really leaning on them to help bring out the best in you as the entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, I, again, so many yummy aspects to this. One of them is where you talked about like, maybe somebody made a vanity purchase once or twice, but I wanted them to be able to have Chanel if they wanted every week for their weekly manicure. And then when you talk about the branding, it's interesting to me because having now spoken with thousands and hundreds of thousands of women over the last five years who want to create their own experiences and platforms and businesses, it's it's uncanny how often people believe they need to make things inexpensive as if there's this like barrier and then the way to be humble, the way to be accessible, the way to grow is that everyone can afford it. It's just really interesting. And then there's the brands we all love, right? There's Gucci, there's Louis Vuitton, there's Cartier. And there are experiences where you walk into a nail salon and you're not there because of the price. You're there because of the residence. And it's interesting to hear from you how you could just vibrate at that place how you could just make a decision to choose that that level of residence. And it might've been the kind of thing where that was just where your frequency was. So it wasn't really a choice, but there are so many people who think to themselves, if I'm going to create anything, an event, a product, a service, my first barrier entry is, well, this has to be something that everybody thinks is such a easy thing to afford. And then there's a whole other way of creating a business, which you're not selling price, you're selling value. And it just costs what it costs. What's your thought behind that? It's interesting because I think you make such a good point. When I first opened the salons, my frequency, as you say, was I want 10 brands of nail polish on the wall. I want this to be, and we were an affordable luxury salon, right? So we were probably in the middle of salons pricing. And so we're always, we always went by that dry bar model of it's affordable luxury. It's not luxury and it's not, you know, it wasn't $10 manicures, right? And then I wanted it to be because of that price point, I've always thought about value. I've always thought, okay, well, if you're in that salon, I want the best products, whatever they're pricing. By the way, I think there's a lot of incredible brands, including my own DIY brand that is affordable and is a mass line. And then there's a lot of incredible pro- products that are expensive. And so what's the mix of that, right? And that's kind of how I do fashion too, by the way. It's like, I wear a ton from Target. I also like love certain, like a luxury bag. And so there's like, there's a high low there that I've kind of always operated on. But I think to the, to your point, I wanted the value. Like I was looking at value of now, sometimes more expensive nail polishes with all things don't work as well as less expensive nail polishes. So it's, so you also had to have the quality, right? So that was the other thing that we were very focused on. But as I have, to your point of frequency, as I have built Olive in June, what I've realized is that, first of all, we grew a brand that was bigger than just like a nail appointment. It was about a lifestyle. It was about the way people felt when they walked out of that door and what their manicure then was like part of their whole week and that journey that their manicure was, whether it be their daughter's birthday party or their job interview or uh, their first date or their wedding anniversary or whatever it was, that manicure was part of that journey. And what I realized with Olive and June was if I could bottle that happiness and give it to more people, right? Because at that point I was, I was at this affordable luxury salon and there were thousands of people every week at these three locations, you know, 
few years, we had three locations. Well, if I can bottle that and give that to everyone everywhere, can I do that? To your point, like, can you really do that? Is there like a mass line there? And what I realized is that in nails, I could. And so I could actually give this to people everywhere where most people who like nails in the United States can't afford to go more than a few times a year to a salon based on pricing. And they really only can do DIY. By the way, it could also be time. Like there's time, there's effort, there's just like their schedule, there's money, there's all these like barriers. And so the question is, can you make an even better product and have it at a mass price point, which is what we were able to eventually do. But it took me to your point of radiating at a frequency of, I kind of like take the best of the best, no matter what the prices are. And I have this experience and I watch people get manicures and I watch them walk out the door and I watch how long they last. And then I know what the best products are. Like it took me going through that experience to then have this like very disruptive at home line that actually could democratize this more expensive experience. So it's an interesting thing because it's a journey. It was a journey for me. A hundred percent. And that I'm so glad that you kind of walked us through sort of your experience of it because from the second I first walked into your space, I felt there was, this was an elevated space. And so that was the reason I would rather go there than just some random salon is because I wanted that curated feeling. So then you're right. I feel like it earned a certain level of reputation to where it became really kind of fun to see these products. My kids, me, we've all bought now off the shelf, you know, at all these like retailers. And I'm like, Ooh, but you can get that here. That's really fun. Like, that's really cool. And I love seeing that. I was going to say like, for people that are thinking about this, sometimes it's like, if you start at the place of like, to your point of like, I'm just going to make this the most affordable thing on the planet. First of all, yes, let's always come from that lens. True inclusivity and accessibility starts with price. And how do we, and Drew Barrymore taught me this with Flower Beauty, right? And Kristen S followed in her footsteps with Kristen S. They created lines that were based on their experiences in their lives of having the, the best makeup, the best hair, the be- all these incredible access to all these like, quote, best, whatever that is. And then they created these lines, Flower Beauty and Kristen S. Hair, which are mass lines and they are awesome. And they are products that people can afford. So you kind of have to like, by the way, there's a lot of really great products that are expensive that suck. So like that is what it is, but there's great products that are expensive that are amazing. And if you're able to have that access and then say, okay, then I'm going to create, not just for the sake of selling a lot of stuff. I'm actually going to create this incredible line. And for me, it's nail polish that is as clean as possible, that's as effective as possible, lasts as long as possible, and in the best colors, right? And easy to paint, you know, with the brush and all the copy and all the things. Then you've created something truly special in the world. And I would say, I'm not the first to do this, not even close, but I was inspired by some pretty incredible women who had that access and then created those lines. So I want to dial it back for those of us who are listening and sometimes we're like, okay, but what's my next three steps, right? And <laughs> I, I've already gotten to the successful line. I'm yeah, like, we're there, right. guys. Just <laughs> do that by Friday. No big deal. Um, so Allie's been here twice and she, you know, told the story of like being at mommy and me and like offering to drive over and give people blowouts. And then it was like, well, maybe I could just do this, like just give people blowouts. And then she went to her brother and then they opened their first store. So what was your experience in the beginning, beginning? Like, did you have women come over for an event? Did you paint someone's nails? Did you become, I don't know what your first three micro steps were, but I want to know what those were. I'll tell you for the salon, then I'll tell you for the product line. Cause they're obviously the same brand, but different businesses. Yeah. For the salon, it was walk into a dry bar, fall in love, right? Want to do that in nails. Go to every single nail salon in Los Angeles because I was moving here to be like as many as I could. Like anything anyone even said they remotely had a good experience or was on Yelp or whatever. Like I must have gone in nine months to 
mean, my nails were like falling off by the time we all punched all of in June. Like I had so many manicures at the, by the end. I was like, please do not touch my cuticles. Like they are gone. And then I went to a bunch of trade shows. And so I learned all the products and the, the business. And I taught, and then I talked to a bunch of manicurists and I said, tell me everything. So I did a number of steps that were like deep into nails. I didn't do the like focus groups of like, is this a good idea? Because I had enough gumption and like gut feeling. And also I had been getting my nails done. That's like my like favorite thing to do, really. I mean, it's actually not, I don't love getting them done. I love the finished product, which is ironic, but I just have always loved nails. And so I didn't need to like, there wasn't a, do I think people are going to really like a better experience that I have in my head, that I've dreamt in my head? Because I knew people like nails and I knew that they like nails at the peninsula and I knew they like nails at their, at their local nail salon. So it was like, and I knew they like dry bar. So I had like the kind of like, I knew that, but I needed to understand the industry because I wasn't Allie because Allie's a hairstylist. So Allie understands hair and I didn't understand the products and the people and how do you, what's compensation look like? And like, what's the model be? And so that was really what I needed to learn. And then we did do a couple of quote events. We actually did them with dry bar at, at various things like fashion events and stuff like that. And the nail line was always so long. So again, that was just, but that was, you know, positive bias. I knew that that was going to be the case. And so then we opened the salons and they went nuts from, from day one. So that was very exciting for the product business. Totally different. I did a deep dive on the industry. I said, I wanted to know exactly what was being sold, where it was being sold, what kind of products were being sold. And you can get all that data. So I did a deep dive on data. I did so many surveys of what consumer behavior was like, because all I knew was that people just get their nails on a nail salon. I, not many people around me were doing their own nails. So we did 10 surveys. And then we worked with industrial designers and engineers and really about like human mechanics and exactly how your hands work. And really, how does the manicurist paint the nails with their dominant? And then how do people paint with their dominant and non-dominant? And then based on surveys, okay, the number one thing people think they can't do is paint their nails. Okay, got to solve a product for that. Number two is they don't know how to do a manicure. Got to solve a product for that. Um, and number three is it chips and drives them crazy. So all three things had to be solved by which they were solved by the poppy, the Manny system and long lasting polish. And so very different three steps, I would say. Such a good conversation before we keep going. We're going to thank our sponsors. I love that sound. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify believes in liberating commerce for all because as we know from the show, entrepreneurship has the power to drive communities forward and commerce can be a force for good. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success for a free 14-day trial. Go to shopify.com slash dreamjob, all lowercase. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving you the resources once reserved for big business, customized for you with a great looking online store that brings your idea to life and tools to find customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. I think it's so cool how Shopify makes it easy for anyone to make their ideas come to life and run their own thriving business. You don't even need any coding or design experience to build your online store because they give you the knowledge, confidence, and resources to help you succeed. Shopify opens a portal to endless possibilities and powers millions of entrepreneurs from first sale to full scale. And every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. Plus they have 24-7 support, so you're never alone. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash dreamjob, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash dreamjob right now. When you're looking to improve, look for the improvements that build on themselves, like hiring for your business. You get better at hiring, you hire great people faster, your business grows, and you get to keep on hiring. So how do you get better at hiring? You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for the right candidates, Indeed can help you do it all faster with their time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. According to Indeed Data US, the moment employers sponsor a job with Instant Match, over 80% get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description. I also love that with Indeed assessments, you can select the skills that matter to you most. They have a selection of over 100 hard and soft skills tests for your job post and you can focus faster on the candidates with the right skills. Plus, Indeed is the only job site where you only pay for the applications that meet your must-have requirements. And Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. 
So join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash DreamJob. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash DreamJob. Indeed.com slash DreamJob. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you were talking about all this, it's interesting to me because my first job in LA, among my first jobs in LA was I met a guy in Brentwood at a restaurant and he worked at a commercial real estate firm and he bought $300 million Westfield shopping malls and sold them in pieces. And he's like, you should come work for me. And so I worked for him for two years when I was like 24 and 25 while I was pursuing all of my dreams. And when I left there, and I'm just making this connection as you're talking, I look back and at the time while I was there, I was like, I don't know why I got off track and did this job, even though it was golden handcuffs and it paid well. And I was able to buy my like furniture and anthropology at 24, which was really cool. I was like, this is a detour that I don't need. But when I look back, what that did for me, which maybe your finance experience did for you is a lot of money, like money itself was just everywhere. It was all around me. And I was going to lunches with principal investors where the minimum investment was, it was a breakfast for them. It was nothing. And they were mostly men and then me. But I just saw like, just like there's an unlimited amount of Wi-Fi on certain data plans. I was like, oh, the, the money's like everywhere. Like there's just tons of this expansion. And it changed the way I thought about possibility and money and playing in this just beautiful playground, this just beautiful field. And I think it was a subliminal subconscious reprogramming for me for then the rest of my career. It wasn't a hangup. Like, so I'm just saying that because it's interesting that you go, you went from destroying your cuticles and then you just opened a salon. Like so many people listening would be like, but how would you do that? How would you raise the money? What the hell? You, you would need so much that it feels impossible. And you just went and did that. And I wonder if your work in finance just changed your lens of seeing what is possible. That's so interesting. I think that, I mean, frankly, if I'm being super, super honest, being white in America, I grew up with a lot of privilege just generally. And my dad worked in finance. So we grew up in, you know, I grew up with tons of privilege, just inherently. Um, and it's something I take very seriously. And it's a massive driver behind making sure that Olive and June is the most inclusive nail brand, that we everyone sees themselves in the brand. Because I think I grew up thinking, well, the world is my oyster. And we know that very few people feel that way. So I think that's part of it. I think the other thing I would say is my dad just believed that, you, that I could do anything. And he always told me that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a lot of flaws, by the way, uh, a lot of things that I wish he was that he wouldn't do, but he's always been incredibly, you can do anything type of person with me. And so I think I believe that I could kind of do anything other than probably like, you know, play professional football or things that I literally couldn't do. But I think I believe that I also think for sure, I walked out of a 10 year career where I had been very successful in a highly competitive, highly male dominated, hard to be successful business. And I believed that I could own a nail salon. By the way, owning a nail salon has been by far the hardest job I've ever had. And I think I was the least suited for it of all the jobs I've ever had. I think running a product company, I'm much more suited for than I am running a nail salon. Although the manicurists, I love them a lot, keep texting me and saying, let's reopen. And I'm like, I don't even know if like, I'm good at that. But because I was so focused on the consumer experience, like I, I was, I was not, the, you know, I think I look back and think I should have been way more focused on other parts of it. I was so focused on the customer and like to a point where that's where the times were, but it's not exactly like, I look back and think I could have done that a little differently. But I do think that to your point, I am a person most likely because of my dad's influence who has felt that I could do anything and I just do it and I see what happens. And most of the time it works out, by the way, sometimes it spectacularly does not work out, but, um, 
And I think I could wish I could, I could bottle that too for people. But again, it goes back to if you don't have that personality or that idea is not giving you that feeling, that's your stop sign. It's so interesting because you're making me think, and that this is why, by the way, one of the reasons I love doing a podcast is because when you, when you talk to really bold, courageous, interesting people, you, you, I'm learning every podcast, like 15 new things. And something you just said, which dawns on me now is because I made that whole speech about working at this place and how that opened up the doors for me in terms of my mind because my parents had gotten divorced when I was a kid and we didn't have, you know, we, we couldn't pay the electric bill and I live with my mom in this little apartment. And so that was like my first experience of like, oh my gosh, like this is just like, want some more water, want some more money, like these people just had. But what you just made me think of was what your dad, that piece of you can do anything because as I'm like flipping through the catalog of humans who've been on this show, I think about how the majority of them were not born into privilege and they made millions and billions of dollars. And I'm thinking about what you said about your dad. And I'm reminded about Howard Schultz, who was here and said he grew up in public housing and they let, they lived in a tenement and Jewish family services used to bring them food. And his mom used to say, even though you live at the last stop of the L train, She would say to him every night, you don't get off here. This is not your last stop. And he's like, that, that's where I, I knew it. Cause she just drilled that into me. You don't get off here. You won't, you won't stay in this. And I think about Barbara Corcoran who was here and she lived like, with like all these siblings with no money. And she was a waitress and Damon John was like, everyone I knew was either like in jail or dead and. I was like, what am I going to do? And like, literally I'm going through the list and I'm thinking about the belief that somewhere along the way changed everything in their brain. Like literally the, you can do anything and you'll, you'll tolerate if something spectacularly, to use your words, fails, you'll tolerate that and just keep going because you can do it. And, and like, I wonder actually if that is so significant, really, like if that's the ultimate gift is to have that along the way, have that person you mean, or something along the way that one way or another, your mindset is that way, that the mindset piece of believing that, because that's what everyone who comes on the show has in common. Yeah. I think ultimately the reality is we all face these struggles. And the question is, in these struggles, right? To your point, what's ringing through people's heads. And for me, it sounds like for some of these other guests, Howard Schultz's mom, like it could be something that happens to you. It could be a parent. It could be a teacher. It could be your best friend. Like there are these influences that like, they make you think to yourself, I can do anything or I will get to where I want to get to. And I also think a lot of people in this world who have stayed humble, for example, are people that have gone through ups and downs, right? The people that have just like assented and we've just like, and you see them tweeting and you're like, what are they saying? Those people have never faced adversity, but the people who have are still best friends with their high school best friends. You know, like it's like these experiences really do shape us. And so, yeah, I'm sure there's a through line. And by the way, there's a book to be written about that. So it feels like it's like the tools of the Titans type of book where it's like, where was that nugget that made this person believe that no matter what they could do? Yeah. I mean, I actually just turned in this book to Simon and Schuster. This book comes out next year, my version of this book, and it's called Abundant Ever After. And for me, um, after high school, I went to Israel for two weeks, which was just like a, oh, it's a free trip. Go. It's a birthright trip. And I just stayed for almost three years. And learned a lot about like my soul and my ego and then started studying like tons of other world religions and then started getting into mindfulness and then spent two years at UCLA's mindfulness center and then started doing all these like week long meditations. And then for me, it's like what Gabby Bernstein says or Wayne Dyer says, it's like, we don't get what we want. We get what we are. And when we know who we are and we separate from this ego, this very limited story, but we kind of connect with this endless infinite consciousness. 
then everyone is abundance, right? And that's where I feel like I want everyone to know wherever you are in the whole universe that you have access to that abundance because that is who you are. Like we are each an infinite light, an infinite stream. How much can we give love from that place? Infinite. How much can we receive from a place of consciousness, soul? Infinite. And everyone gets to have that. And everyone's so unique. I mean, I think the thing that we forget when we're in like our own head or our space, or sometimes we can get down on ourselves. And Crystal, our brand director said to me, and I just remember this because I was coming up with the branding for all of in June and I was working on the, you know, the logo and the font and the sub font, like all the things. I love the font, by the way. I'm Uh, kind of obsessed with it. Oh my God. Thank you. And so she was like, and I'm kind of like half pretty, like into clothes, into beauty, nails, and the other half of me is like, wants to like basically play beer pong and just like hang out with my friends and like scream at a like sports game. And like, that's, I just have these very, two very different types of personalities. Um, I should be a Gemini, but I'm not, I'm a Libra. So maybe that's why I'm balanced, but it's just, she said to me, this has to embody you. It has to feel like you. And so that's why it's pretty strong font but you have the, a lot of like softer neutral colors, like beiges and creams. And, and we had like pink and we try to balance it because we believe that the two sides of my personality are really what makes up Olive and June and everyone's brand. When for everyone who's listening is creating a brand, like it should embody you because you are unique and special and no one can be you. And that's why I never really worry about competition too much. Like it doesn't, I'm aware of it, but I kind of have like, and Eva Chen told me this great advice once. Like I have like horse blinders on, like I'm just focused on what I'm doing. And I was like already there. But I remember one time I was like having this moment. She was like, you do this so well, keep doing it because no one can be me and I can't be you. And that's the special. Yeah. That's your superpower. How did you, I've always wanted to ask you that. How did you come up with the logo? It was kind of like that. It was basically... I came in with a lot of inspiration. All my inspiration was like copying other brands because I lacked creativity. Now I understand it a lot more and I'm better. I'm still not the most creative person on the planet. But what we did is what Crystal pushed the team to do was ask SGT about her, how she wants this experience to be, about her grandmother and a great grandmother, like have this logo embody like who she is as a person. And so it really became like, I'm pretty strong but also I have a side to me that's like, that, that is pretty soft. That is like, and so whether it be personality or the way I like to spend time or like we kind of dove into me and then created this, like, again, very like intense, like the ampersand is intense. Like the O and J when it was just all of in June, which we don't use as much anymore is very block style, but then you use these softer colors, which tempers it a bit. Right. So you just, you try to juxtapose the two to be, this kind of like softer, but very strong, very firm stance on who we are. Like, but I mean, these legit. like these three lines on the logo, meaning like the ampersand and then olive in June. Oh, this three lines, this, this, oh, it's the outline of the ampersand. So interesting. Based on what I said, do you have a guess of what I think it is? What I've always thought it was? Oh my goodness. I can't wait. No. And I'm so excited. I'm not creative. I told you. <laughs> And that's so fascinating. And this, by the way, shows you how we all project. We just project our own story. But I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it. And you're going to say, of course, everybody says that to me. But, you know, olive in June. So that symbol is an olive, which is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Do you want to see what an olive looks like? Yeah, of course. My husband is Jewish, by the way. So that's an olive. Oh, Wow. What And what letter is that? It's the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which is the oneness of God, which is one, which is everything. But I figured, of course, you know that. Like Natalie Portman's daughter is Olive, her first daughter. Olive is like the I most spiritual. I feel so honored. Like I feel like it was spiritually supposed to be. Well, this is what I don't get is like this whole time that I've known it. And the fact that it's Olive in June, I was like, oh, she's making a play on the word Olive because it's an Olive. So she figured, oh, that works as like a signature. And you're like, what do you mean these three lines? And I'm like, like, you you didn't draw it kind of like that. 
it's exactly that. You're basically, without knowing it, on a subconscious, probably not even subconscious, just the universe doing what it does. It's just random, coincidental, wink, wink, but not at all. That's literally the sign of oneness and divinity in the universe is the olive. And that's your brand. So I've been wanting to ask you, wow, cool. Why did you use that? And then you're and like, it's so crazy because my I'm grand- the first person to tell you that. Yes. And, and I can't wait to like, literally my mother-in-law was president of, of their temple. So it's surprising to me that this has never come up, but it's also in so many ways to your point, like we've always wanted people to feel part of this. And like someone said that we were like the nail salon version of cheers. Like everyone sits, everyone can come, everyone can sit. And my grandmothers are two totally different personalities, but like kind of occupy the like one's rambunctious and outgoing and like, just like everyone's best friend. The other is like quiet and sweet. I just like, I, there's a lot of Libra balance in my life. And so similarly here, obviously, and I am totally floored. It makes me so happy. Honestly, it's so Kabbalistic and elevated that that's the logo of your brand. That's all I'm saying. It would kind of be like if, you know, you met someone who knew Sanskrit and you're like, oh, you happen to choose like the holiest, most beautiful, like synchronicity of the infinity symbol. And you're like, that is so cool. It's just wild. And, and the then, fact that those are my grandmother's names, that Olive is my great grandmother. Like, do you understand why I thought that? Because and I was like, June is my grandmother. No, but like also they would do that. That's Lord who the it. humans that they are and were. So, okay. So cool. We got to like bring a little Kabbalah into this conversation. That's it. like so crazy. Cool. All right. So as we're like making our way through to the sort of ending pieces of this conversation, as you alluded to, you went from having the inspiration, creating the salons to then building so many things from there's a membership club, there's the Olive University, the articles and tutorials, there's a Manny boot camp box, the Manny masterclass, the loyalty club, like there's so many elements to this. And I guess what I want to say to you is this, and this is something that I think is a baseline where we all can connect. It's one thing to say, what's the strategy? Like, how did you build your business? But it's a totally other thing to recognize that it's never really about the strategy. It's about getting over our own resistance to being willing to just play in a bigger space to be more expansive. And so I'm wondering what do you do in your own life that allows you to like get in the flow, get in the zone, get beyond your doubts and all that? Cause we all bump up against some resistance and how do you just allow for their more ripples to just play themselves out? I think it's such a good question. And I think that, I mean, this is who you are, but I think that if people could hear that feedback, over and over until they believe it. It took me a very long time to get here. I always was pushing the boulder up the hill and I almost converted and I didn't for so many reasons, but mostly because I feel, I was like, I want to be both. And, but I remember the rabbi, Rabbi Karen, she's incredible. Like she brings tears to my eyes. She said to me, the moment you are in now, you are flowing with like the ocean, basically. Like you are, you are part of it and you are not trying to create the wave. And I didn't understand it then. She was like, you are in your element. You were not in your element prior. And she meant my career. But what I was trying to do in finance, I could do it. And like my dad did it and I did it. And all his friends did it. And like, I, I was pretty good at it. I wasn't excellent at it. I think I was pretty good. I never got fired and, and I was successful-ish, right? Um, I say that because I know some people that were really good at it. And so I was pretty good. Kind of like I'm a pretty good skier, but I'm not an incredible skier. When you are doing what you are meant to do, it flows to you. Like it comes to you. The world energetically, I think, just like gives you what you you should have. And I think if everyone could take that advice and say to themselves, by the way, it's friendships, it's relationships, it's work, it's anything. Like do not feel like you need to pull people towards you or pull businesses or pull ideas. All of the things you just listed on Olive in June are not because, by the way, the number one bestseller is a color I do not wear. Like this is not, this is not about me. This is about creating this brand where people see themselves in it, but also I listen to what they care about, what they want more than I say to myself, what color do I want to make next? 
we just created these like goldfish colors. I'm actually wearing the press ons right now. It's like, it's iridescent. We create them in a million different colors. I will never wear any of those colors. It's not about me. They've sold out faster than like anything we've ever launched. Basically. Like it's about, it's about the community and what do people want and how do you create things? And like, so I'm just trying to flow with the water to your point. Like I'm trying to like, just listen. And I think to your point, what are the tactics? The best example I can give is like, you're texting someone you like and they're either texting you back a lot or they're not like, you know, those relationships, Sure. like, it's just like, is it working without you putting a lot into it? Like, is it mutual or is it not? And so I try and I tried, and by the way, I'm still doing this at 41, almost 42. I'm still like reassessing friendships that I'm like, this isn't really serving me. Like this is because I thought I wanted this person. Like, you know, like we're all there. And so it's like the same thing with your, with work. It's so important to just recognize the signs when things are flowing towards you and just lean into that and then vibe off of that. And it's hard to do because like, you know, a toxic person you're texting that you want to like you is really easy to obsess over or the job that you think you should have is really easy to be like, or that promotion. But it's like, is any of that matter? Like, is that really what's going to make you happy? Or because the, the life I live now with Olive in June, I'm a hundred thousand times happier than I, when I was making way more money working in a job that I did not care. The Wall Street Journal went unread on my doorstep for 10 years. And I know it's a lot of paper waste, but I think it's an important example of like, I did not want to be in that situation. Oh my gosh. I feel like we could have started the conversation here and it would be so juicy that that whole riff you did on like, you're texting someone you like, and like, is it mutual? And that is such a brilliant example because you, we've all totally memorized that feeling, you know, and you're pushing it and you know, when it's just flowing toward you and it's happening because that's where the river's going. And if we could all just like really get that, like, we decided somewhere a long time ago, I feel like the world decided that things just should be this level of effort and hard, but really everything beautiful and good that comes, there is an undeniable feeling of a flow. And even if it creates in you then the wanting to know your craft better or to have mastery over it, that's a separate thing than the feeling that this is flow. Like you keep being led to this, like it keeps chasing you back. And we all know that we know that feeling. And so I love that you just shared that because holy crap, like it's so true. And like what you just said, like you're so much happier now. So at the end of the day, like the net net is like, just follow it, like trust it. And don't compete with others. Cause that's what pulls you into that weird I need to be dating this person or I need to be going to this college or I need to be, I need to do open this store or work in this field or stay married or whatever the story is. Like all that stuff is other people's stuff. What do you feel pulled to? But I'm still learning it. Like, because it's all aspects of our lives. It totally is. And I also wanted to just comment on what you said so beautifully about like, I would never wear those colors. Like, it's not about me, like not about me. And Seth Godin is is one of my mentors and someone who's really taught me what it really means to be in business. And he says it so well. He's like, it's radical amounts of empathy, radical. It's not about you. And I think when we look at people who are really successful at some point, Lady Gaga starts to think about the pain points of the audience. And she brings that to her when she writes a song at some point, you know, the director is thinking about what shot do I get? Who's watching this? What story do they need to hear? And that's, what's so beautiful. And I think that's why we can allow ourselves to have the greatest capacity for expansion possible because we're not doing it for ourselves. Like, you're not rising for you. You're hopefully completely rising on behalf of a collective. Like you're just an ambassador going to work on behalf of a collective of like, what would make them smile? 
What would make them dance? What would make them light up? Cool. I'll take the note. I'll take the feedback and I'll build it. And I'll just be one person along the way who gets to be an ambassador for that one part of their life. I get to be part of this magical journey. Like that's exactly how I feel. So tell everybody where they can buy the press-ons, where they can get, a, <laughs> where they can be a part of your life, and and just follow along as well. Yeah. So I always say you can follow along at Olive and June. So it's Olive and June on Instagram, TikTok, on our website oliveandjune.com. You can buy everything. You can also buy a selection of what we have at Target nationwide, which is super super exciting. Mm-hmm. And the section's really cute. And if you go there, by the way, and it's like a little messy, please clean it up for me. Thank you. Mass retail can be a little, sometimes things go out of place. And if you want to follow me in my journey, which I find to be way less, way less impactful and exciting, but all my daughter's really cute. It's Instagram at Gibson Tuttle. This was so fun. I loved it. Thank you so much for all of this. I can't um, wait for the follow-up episode on dating. <laughs> oh my God, you're so cute. Me too. I'm on my second marriage. So it's like, I can teach people. I can be like, this is Maybe that's, flow. <laughs> that might be the whisper of where you're being called to go next. Thank you so much for this, Sarah. This is so good. So fun. Thank you. How much fun was that? Sarah is so cool. And by the way, she and her team have been so tremendously kind. They're offering you 20% off your first Olive and June nail system. Just go to their website, oliveandjune.com and use the code dreamjob 20 and you can go ahead and get 20% off. Okay, now for the takeaways. Number one, wherever you are, you have access to abundance because that's who you are. We're each an infinite light stream from a place of unconsciousness, from soul, we can receive and give infinite love. Number two, your brand should embody you because you're unique and special. No one else can be you. Number three, it's not about strategy. It's about the willingness to get over your resistance, play in a bigger space and be expansive. Number four, when you're doing what you're meant to do, it flows to you. The world energetically gives you what you should have. Number five, it's not about you. It's about creating a brand where people see themselves in it and you care about what they want more than what you want. Number six, recognize the signs when things are flowing toward you. Lean into it and vibe off that. Number seven, you're not trying to create the wave. You're flowing with the ocean. You're a part of it. You're rising on behalf of the whole collective. Thank you so much for listening. I know that it's just such a crazy busy time and it means so much that you're here. We have some really fun guests coming on. In fact, this week I'm interviewing Chelsea Clinton and Alicia Silverstone. So stay tuned because those episodes will be coming out very soon. And if you're loving the show, then tell us by leaving a review. It helps so much. In fact, I'm going to be doing a giveaway for those of you who leave a review. So come to my Instagram at kathy.heller because I think you will love the really cute stuff that I am giving away. It's going to be a really fun bundle for the end of the summer. All you have to do is leave a review and then head on over to my Instagram and you will see how you can let me know that you are entering And can you think of one person that would enjoy today's episode? If you can, email them or text them the link or post about it on your Instagram and tag me at kathy.heller. And you can tag Sarah. Her company, Olive and June, is on Instagram at Olive and June. And her personal Instagram is at Gibson Tuttle. Finally, don't forget, you can join me September 6th, 7th, and 8th at my house for this luxurious, gorgeous, very, very, very intimate retreat. You can sign up at kathyheller.com slash lux. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you Thursday.
笑。